Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 194 of Sober Girls Guide podcast. On this episode, I have the pleasure of sitting down with Suzette, who is a driven businesswoman and a social butterfly that in the past has always used alcohol to forge both business, and personal connections. Suzette walks us through how she changed her work hard, play hard mentality and used her booze-free journey to create drink. She shows us how she enjoys the buzz of the party without the alcohol. This is such a great episode. Let's get into it. Suzette, what is going on? I'm good. Good. Well, good afternoon. I was going to say good morning. 12. Oh, it's morning for me still. Where where are you in the <laughs> world? Right. Oh yeah. So I'm I was in Vancouver, but I came back to Toronto for the holidays. So oh, I'm nice. on the East Coast again. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Do you guys have lots of snow out there? No, but we're getting a snowstorm and I, I feel I've I've left Vancouver with a snowstorm and then I brought a snowstorm here. So we're getting yeah. that on Friday. Yay. You're bringing <laughs> it to Toronto for a nice uh, white Christmas there. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, the snow is wild here. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, as long I'm as you're not driving. It. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It's a good excuse to like start the holidays early and not do anything. Anything. I love yeah. it. Yes. <laughs> um, but Suzette, speaking of like not doing anything, you're doing all of the things. <laughs> um, so I definitely want to get into your beverage line that you've created and your store that you have in Vancouver. But first of all, I want to hear about you and your journey and what your relationship with alcohol looks like. So first and foremost, how do you identify when it comes to alcohol? So um, I have been a user of alcohol. I don't even know how to say this properly, but um, since I was like 15, 16. Okay. Um, I was born in Trinidad in the Caribbean. It's an mm. uh, an island that's full of parties and fets and rum like we we produce rum and so a lot of drinkers in the islands but my parents were non-drinkers 
Um, But my dad was a host and he would always pour drinks for anyone. And I still had family members that drank. But um, when we moved to Canada, um, I was about 15, 16. My brother was about two and a half years older. And he was like, he's like, we're going to party. We're going to drink. He's like, I'm going to teach you how to drink. I was like, okay, bro, teach me how to drink. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And so my relationship started more on the party, like drinking to go out, drinking to have fun, drinking to party. And it was pre-drinking before you got to the party and then drinking at the party and then at the after party. And then I entered the corporate world and Mm. I quickly learned that drinking was a very common practice in the corporate world. And um, I remember a boss telling me, he's like, we're going out for drinks. You drink as much as you want, but you have to show up for work the next day. So it was a work hard, play hard mentality where you weren't limited. You just had to be able to keep up. And it was, um, I worked in metals and mining for 21 years. It was a male dominated industry and keeping up with the men. I thought I was, I thought it was amazing because I was keeping up with the men. Little did I know I was, you know, destroying my mental health, my physical health, my everything. Um, So my relationship with alcohol is a little bit tenuous because I always saw it as, as fun, as social. Sure. Um, I never saw a negative side to it. Yeah. And, um, now that I've taken, I've been sober since December 8th of 2019. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Thank you. And um, I'm seeing the difference in in yeah. the choices I made and why, and really dissecting why I was reaching for the alcohol. And that's why I love the, the mindful consumption or the sober curious movement. Sure. It's not saying that you shouldn't drink at all, but it's, right. you know, making sure you understand the, the why and, and how you're reaching for that drink. Because there's mm. usually underlying issues or underlying things that are are causing you to drink. And so I did quit for about two and a half, three years. This was about 10 or 11 years ago. It was extremely hard. I I didn't have anything to drink except for pop juice water. Um, So three years ago when I I quit, I thought it would be easier. And there were things on the market. And and as we sit here today, there's an abundance of alcohol-free options, which makes me very, very happy. Oh, Um, yeah. Yeah. And they taste great. And like, yeah. So um, when I look back, though, alcohol didn't help it only yeah. hindered and yeah. the hangovers and then the reason the one of the the main reasons I quit it was a 10-year journey but the the day that I kind of said this was it was I've mm-hmm. suffered from depression since I was a teenager and then in 2019 I had a really bad depressive episode it lasted about three four months um wow. and my doctor yeah no it was really bad it's a I, long I, time I had, Yeah, I wasn't paying bills. My house was a mess. Like work was suffering. I just I was not in a good place. And I had a friend call me out on it. And thankfully, she did. And then I reached out to my family. And um, I went to my doctor. And she said, we need to re-diagnose you. You haven't been diagnosed since you were 16. Sure. Re-diagnosed me. And it turns out that the diagnosis they gave me was bipolar 2. Okay. But but there's a light bulb that went off my head. I went, oh, that makes sense. All these things I did, all these feelings I had, it finally made sense. Yeah. And then she looked at me and she said, Suzette, it is a dopamine controlled mental health issue where depression is mm. serotonin. Yeah. It's dopamine. And she said, and she knew how much I drank. And she said, alcohol is a drug that controls your dopamine levels. And I said, I'm done. I I cannot oh. suffer anymore. Um, yeah. But again, it had taken 10 years of trying and figuring stuff out to, to get to that point. But that was like the, that was the, the last straw for me was, wow. was that diagnosis. Yeah. I um, want to back up a little bit. You said a friend called you out on it. What did that kind of look like? Because I get this question all the time, you know, like we, yeah. 
you know, we, we love our spouses, our friends, our family, whatever we want to help them. We want to change them. But what does that look like? Or what did that look like for you? When I take it, like someone you love, trust and respect said something to you about your behavior. Do you remember what that looked like? Yeah, you don't, you're immediately defensive. Sure. Of course. You're immediately, um, but I think I was in such a bad place. I kind of just looked at it. I, I was like, I, mm. I don't know what you're talking about immediately. And then I thought, yeah, sure. no, like a, you look around and you're like, no, you do know what she's talking about. Like you're mm. waking up and you're, you're opening. And you asked me before we started, if there was anything that was off topic, I'm, I'm an yeah. open book. You open your eyes as you're about to open your eyes and you're like, please be in my own bed, please be in my own bed, like all of those thoughts and then your shame spiral and everything else. So when right. I say she called me out, she she put me in a place where I had to be accountable and I felt okay. like owning up to what I was doing and, and how it made me feel. There's no excuse for that. I put myself in that situation. I chose to get drunk. I chose to mm-hmm. soothe myself with alcohol and it obviously didn't help the depression that I was oh. in at that moment. And so it was actually, it was a really good wake up call to be like, listen, you need to take a look at what's going on. You're not in a good place and you need to figure this out. Right. Um, so it's good. Yes. It's good to have those friends. We're not always in the the mindset to receive that no. um, in the right way, but yeah. hopefully over time we, we do get there. Okay, cool. That's, that's yeah. really interesting. And that's really cool that you're able, that you were open. I mean, it sounds like it it gotten to a point where you're like, okay, I, something needs to change. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope, I think with this sober movement, what I hope is that other people don't have to get to that point. Of course. You don't have to, you don't have to be in that, you know, the rock bottom. Yeah. To, to really reassess. And as I've worked through things with, um, with, a therapist, a CBT therapist and learned coping mechanisms and everything like that. Mm-hmm. It really is, again, you know, just giving yourself time and space to really consider, is this the right solution for me mm. right now? And, and alcohol is in a very, any, any, any drug, right? Yeah. Any drug or any, any prescription drug even is an immediate um, fix. Sure. But if you have deep issues and I had deep issues, it's, it takes a lot longer. And yep. it takes a lot more digging and you, you want to be in the right frame of mind for it. And I think that's where my brain my brain was finally like, I need to be in that right frame of mind to really assess what's going on. I have changed so much over the course of the past three years. I've changed wow. so much over the course of the past year and a half moving out to Vancouver. So yeah, I'm a brand new me and I love me. And- <laughs> <laughs> how, tell me about how you've changed. Like, what have you noticed for yourself? Um, So I had to go through a lot of self-love, like learning self-love mm. and it, it, you know, Sitting here three years after saying that sounds, or in the beginning, it sounded dumb to me. I'm like, what do you mean I need to learn self-love? Now I get it. Like, Well, we, it's such we a really trivial, are, you know, broad... You think you love yourself, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I think we, we, we damage ourselves a lot subconsciously yes. and your brain is always trying to, to trick you and, and your brain is your, your body and your brain is trying to prevent trauma, but it doesn't always do it in the right way. And so we're always have these millions of thoughts going through our head and all this other stuff. And 
you know, it is, it is really about, okay, I got to be compassionate. So again, you, you go and you do something, you regret it the next morning, you have the shame spiral with that shame spiral comes the, you're fucking idiot. Like you can't do this again. Well, that doesn't actually prevent you from doing it again. That's just shitting on yourself. Right. You can't like hate yourself into changing your behavior. No, you have to love yourself into changing your behavior. Yeah, you have to figure out like, okay, well, why am I making these choices? You know, we all Mm -hmm. make choices because we think they're going to be good or they're going to get us what we want or keep us safe or comfortable. Like that's, we're in the business of keeping ourselves safe and comfortable. Yeah, yeah. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah. I love myself more. I give myself time. I mm. have learned boundaries. Okay. Um, with the bipolar, I um I really need more structure in my life. Okay. Um, so I have I have like a morning routine and evening routine. I try and stick to my routines. Um, I work out. Um, it's it's a good mental health. Um, boost when you're working out. You get those endorphins going. You yeah. look and you feel good, right? Like you and you're also totally. It also goes into building mental strength because you are pushing yourself physically, yes. but you have to push yourself mentally to push yourself physically. So it all goes hand in hand. And um, yeah. I honestly, I think the move to Vancouver probably allowed me to reinvent myself easier than being here where I was surrounded by all of the old haunting grounds, the old yes. memories, those old feelings. Yeah. So for people out there that can't change location, you know, it could be a lot harder, but I, it regardless of whether you can or can't or whatever it's all about the mindset and and developing your new self from within outwards and yeah I'm I'm very happy nice oh my god I love to hear that that's so great yeah and I I bet like you know actually physically changing locations and being in front of like new people it's you don't have to prove yourself to the old people who know maybe the old Suzette or like Correct. the BS before sobriety Suzette, you know, like yeah. you're yeah. starting almost yeah. in, a, in a clean slate, which is also really nice too. Yeah. And and that was one of the hardest things about quitting. If you, mm. if you were a drinker and you're known to be a drinker. So the first yeah. time I tried quitting, um, I'd show up to the bar and people would already have a drink for me. And I was like, crap, you mm. know, like, how do I, so then I would start going to the bar straight, not talking to anyone, grab uh, like ginger ale or Coke and pretend at the time I would drink like rye and ginger or rum and Coke, pretend it was rum and Coke. Yeah. And so you have to, it, it really is a difficult thing because you're not only changing yourself, you're changing everybody's expectation and perception of you and what the norm is for you. So sure. that's why it's, that's why it's a struggle for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, if you're, you know, your friends and family should always support, but they don't always understand and, and that's okay mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's navigating through all of those various relationships. And I, I wrote a piece, um, I was writing a piece for, um, uh, education portal for one of for our distributors. And I wrote this down and then I read it again. I was like, quitting alcohol was easy. It was learning how to socialize sober. That was hard. And then I read it again. Mm-hmm. And I was like, was it really that easy? And I thought about it. And I was like, for me, for, for Suzette, yes. At that point in time, quitting alcohol was yeah. easy. But then learning how to be social and learning how to carry my yeah. my sobriety badge with me was was a learning curve. Right. And learning how yeah. to like live with, you know, what's going on between your ears, you know, your your inner voice and your inner chatter and yeah. not not escaping, not using alcohol as a tool to check out, which a lot of people do. That, and that that was my diagnosis by my therapist. She said, you're an avoider. 
Yeah. You avoid your emotions. You of course. avoid your feelings. So I was like, yeah, that's something. I'm also a commitment phobe. Like I have all yeah. this. <laughs> avoid Classic avoidant. Middle name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that's um, so true. Like there's, you know, doing these interviews with so many really amazing, influential people like yourself, there are common traits, right? Like we definitely tend to be more emotional on the emotional side that which is why maybe we kind of cut down or numb we use alcohol to numb those emotions because they're so vivid and so intense and can be so overwhelming or you don't even know how to like articulate them which is even more frustrating because you're like I just feel off or like I feel super hypersensitive and I don't know why and I don't know how to communicate that with you I don't know what to do for myself. It reminds me, you know, like a two year, a one and a half or two year old child can't articulate their emotions. Yeah. Do you know what the funny thing is, though? We were never we were not raised and taught how to articulate our emotions. So Mm. we're I'm 44. I'm 44. But I still don't really know unless I've done the work how to articulate and deal with my emotions. So we're basically that two-year-old child that still can't articulate our emotions and we're trying to figure things out and you know like dealing with these kind of things is not something that's taught in school we just teach academics it's straight academics I think things are changing and and mental health and and all of these other pressures in the world and stressors in the world are becoming more and more talked about and more normalized Mm -hmm. which is great um so I think we'll get there but yeah you know for the most of us we you follow a norm and then Oh well, this works, so I'm going to just keep doing this for now. Yep. Um, until totally. we really figure out, yeah. Like I still have to um, figure out emotions. Sometimes I sit there and I go, "Why am I frustrated? Yeah. Why did I literally just get so frustrated? I'm not, yes. it's not anger, right? And you have to work yeah. through all the all the surface level stuff until you get to the real emotion. The real emotion could have yeah. just been, oh, "I'm hungry." I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think is a common? What do you think like? If you can kind of look like and generalize like when you've been frustrated or like what's going on in your life, what do you think is the most common emotion that it ends up being? I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm. These gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. 
If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com ASGG today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash ASGG. It's, um, it's usually when I, I can't figure something out. Okay. And so it's a lack of control. Control. It, it's, okay. Yeah. Yeah. For, I'm a control freak as well. So okay. when I have so where, that But where does of, control come from? Why, why control, do you feel the need to con- control? Con- control comes from my fear that everyone's going to let me down. And so if I don't okay. control the narrative, I don't, I'm depending on other people. And then that fear comes from a fear of abandonment. And then you go dig deeper and dig deeper. Sure, and dig sure. deeper. Now, why do I have a fear of abandonment? I right. don't know. I remember when I was a kid, my mom's going to kill me for this one, but she won't listen to this podcast. But, um, I know. <laughs> well, but um, we, we watched this movie and we were in Trinidad and it was this drive-in and we didn't get, so back in the day, Trinidad didn't get movies like the Western world did. So like okay. Star Wars came out three years later. We're <laughs> always like three years behind. But anyway, there was this movie that came out and it was like this alligator that got flushed down the toilet and then grew big and started terrorizing people. And for whatever reason, anytime there was one of those movies, I would dream it, but I was always dream it where my mom is like leaving me. So I, I almost had this fear that my mom was always going, she's the most loving person. She's never left me. She will never leave yeah. me. But something must have happened in my childhood yeah. where I felt separated from her. Yeah. And so it continuously kept manifesting. And, and so I do have this fear that people are going to let me down. And I've started to work through that. And it's building trust. It's yeah. building trust in humanity and in other people. Right. And then trust in yourself that even if someone lets you down, you're okay. Yeah. Like that person isn't taking anything from you. They're yeah. just doing their own thing. Totally. So, look at, look it's at not how we, personal. Look at from just fresh, no, yeah. Right. It's not, yeah. personal, it's not personal, even though it feels extremely personal sometimes. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, it's fear. We do the yeah. craziest shit when fear is Out involved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, oh, mom. <laughs> I mean, it could have been, I, I have the same like situation. I feel the exact same way about my mom. Okay. And I think like, she's never physically left me or anything like that either. Yeah. But I think maybe like, she, like her attention has been diverted. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's yeah. not like I'm in any physical harm. I'm not like left on the side no. of the road. It's like, oh, okay, well. Everyone else gets her attention and I don't. In in the moment <laughs> that you wanted that attention, you probably yes. didn't get it, right? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Or even yeah. knew that I needed it or wanted it. When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria LG Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping 
all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. That's yeah. That's the ticket. Yeah. So yeah, interesting. It's not, eh? it's not even our moms. It's just it's just shit that happens. It's just us. Yeah, yeah. It's us. It's how it's how our our child again our childhood brains and our childhood feelings developed and and yeah. and held on to that feeling and manifested into this ridiculous fear that we've been trying to deal with all our life. So yeah, yeah. it's funny when I when I go see her tomorrow, I'm gonna give her a big hug. <laughs> <laughs> And say, don't you ever leave me. Don't you ever leave me. (laughs) I know where you live. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So Suzette, tell me about your beverage line. How did that come about? How did you, how did this together? Tell me about it. Um, So I also have a very, I always say, I, I don't think I've ever had a plan for my life, except that I knew that I wanted to be in the corporate world. And I knew that I wanted to have, I wanted to be like a boss woman. I've always wanted to have that kind of boss woman role. And so I kind of, my, my life has kind of meandered. Like I dropped out of university. I I luckily fell into metals and mining. I worked my way up that corporate ladder. Um, So my 21 years in capital markets, I I gained a lot of um, networks and and connections. And um, then I was working with a friend on a tech startup. I decided to do a tech startup during COVID. Mm-hmm. And um, during that time, we had we thought that, okay, I would probably leave mining and do the tech thing full time. But as we were working through that, it, it didn't really, it wasn't really what I wanted. It didn't really sure. speak to me. I, I realized that I wasn't really 110% invested in it, which you need to be to yeah. do a startup. Yeah. And so then I moved to Vancouver and I met with some investors that I had met during my capital markets time. And I was telling them that I stopped drinking and um, they were like, oh, interesting. They said, because, you know, there's a big boom for alcohol free products. Mm-hmm. And I said, really? Because, you know, I've tried stuff on the market. I don't really love the taste. And a lot of the ones I've seen, they aren't really considering the calories. So I've seen yes. higher calories. And I, I didn't want to yeah. trade the alcohol calories for sugar calories. Yeah. And they said, well, well, listen, we are investors in trends and we'll right. invest in you. If you don't like it, why don't you go make it? And I was like, uh, oh. I, I, I was like, I can't. I'm I'm not in food and dev. I can't do this. And they yeah. said, Yes, you can. Go do it. Yeah. And so I was like, Okay. Started to work on it, and um, that's literally how drink came to be. I, I have a great team and great support, and the investors are very, very good supporters. They understand. Yeah, um, the ups and downs and the timeline for food and bev to really get off the ground. So yeah, I wor- started working on this in sort of July, August last year, and okay. then we launched our first two products in April of this year. So we're still brand new. Wow, yeah. that's amazing! Yeah. So tell me about yeah. what the okay. product is, the the flavors. What do you got going on? Yeah. 
All right. So we wanted to create something that was ready to drink. So this mm. is RTD. So it comes mm -hmm. in a can. It's convenient. And again, when we did the research, the younger generation and, and even my generation, I'm an I'm an older generation now, but you know, we're all about convenience in this day and age. Something sure. quick and grab to go. I didn't want to trade the sugar calories, so I made it low sugar. We uh, maintained a low calorie profile. We also put the net carbs on there because everybody lives in a world where we're dieting or doing keto. We want to, we want to, we don't want to have to guess at what we're putting into our bodies. And that's yeah. really been driven by the health conscious consumer. More and more of these products have to, we've, we're changing labels all the time. CFA is coming out with label requirement changes. So people yeah. really want to know what's going into their bodies. So all yeah. natural ingredients, no artificial preservatives. We've got a great flavor profile. Um, and the first two products is uh, mojito. So modeled Ooh. after mojito. It's refreshing. Okay. It's got that mint and lime. And the yes. second one is a meal. So if you were okay. ever a Moscow meal drinker, it's got that yes. ginger beer. It's, yeah. So those are the first two products. Um, and they really do taste very similar to their alcohol counterparts, just without the alcohol, yeah. without the excessive sugars and all of that stuff. So we're, I'm yeah. very, very proud of what we've accomplished so far. And next year we got some other new flavors coming to market. So nice. We'll just That's keep going so from exciting. there. Yeah, it is exciting. And yeah. I have to keep it. It's, I'm glad you asked me because I always, I'm always a forward looking person. Yeah. So we just launched in April and then we got distribution with Purity Life. Woohoo. Okay. Purity Life is taking nice. us national across Canada. So wow. we're starting to show up in Ontario, in Quebec, in the East Coast, and the prairies. And of course, we're already in BC. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. In such a short amount of time. Like, I mean, it just goes to show you, like, people are looking for these type of products, right? Yeah, it is yeah. it is in high demand. And and even when we looked at the um we looked at the numbers, we looked at the trend. Yeah. And so now I, I don't like to say it's a trend, but because no. everywhere, well, so I did, it could be a trend, but you know what? It's a trend that's here to stay. Like where yeah. I like to call it a movement. Yeah. Um, yes. I did a talk, I did a talk yesterday at the University of Toronto Scarborough campus. Okay. And it was a group of, it was a group of um, entrepreneurs. It was actually really very interesting. Either mm -hmm. current, um, current students or alumni of U UTCSE. And um I talked about the drink and I talked about the alcohol free and majority of people in that room were going, we don't, Whoa. we don't like to drink. I was like, Oh my God, this really is resonating with a lot of people. And yeah. again, even my generation, I started publishing a blog on the website and I posted to LinkedIn and all of my connections from the finance yeah. world where we were all drinkers. Yeah. Um, I had a number of people reach out to me and they say, they said, Suze, thanks so much for posting that. Like I've struggled. I was like, really? You've struggled. Never thought you, so, you know, again, wow. it's judgment, right? Like we all just assume a lot about each other. Yes. And it's been, it's been eye-opening to just see how many people are actually questioning how much they drink, when they drink, how they drink. And mm -hmm. with more and more of the non-al coming to space, like the wines are getting so good. Mm -hmm. The champagnes, the beer, we've craft beer has always been around. Like the knowledge beers were around for a while, but they're getting yeah. so much better. Totally. I remember when I saw, I tried the Heineken Zero and I was like, wow, this tastes like a Heineken. And then I saw yeah. Guinness. And when I saw Guinness, I was like, it's over. Wow. Yes. Free. Yes. Doing alcohol free. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, it just goes to show you too, like these brands are may have made huge money off of alcohol and now they're completely switching the game because 
this demand is out there. This is not a trend. Like you said, this is definitely a movement. You know, people are just being more and more health conscious. Like, so we need options. We need things that are going to fit for, for different folks. Yeah, no. And I, I'm glad, you know, Canada is a smaller market than the U S so we do Mm -hmm. have less, but there are importers that are bringing in um, some good products like the wines and stuff. Um, And one of my resources actually is some good, clean fun because she actually tries a lot and she posts on her website. There's a couple other blogs and you guys do, you guys have a where to buy as well, which was really helpful. And, and you list sort of the specifications. So it's good to have all of those various resources. And there's a lot of online as well as things showing up in stores. Um, So our store in Vancouver, one of the, it was, threefold fourfold I don't know how I want to say this but okay we wanted a space that we could connect with the community we wanted okay. more brand recognition but I also wanted an opportunity to become an alcohol-free bottle shop so we're slowly yes. and carefully curating because people can buy online but it's nice yeah. to come in it's also that action of shopping right we still enjoy totally. shopping yeah yes. so we need we need we can't just be relegate alcohol-free to online because nobody cares right no we need to have space yeah we want to look at the bottle we want to pick up the bottle we want to look how pretty it is like i found rosé in the past i don't know if you remember that rosé bottle that had like the rosé cut out it was a glass yes of a, right yes <laughs> obsessed it. with Use that bottle vase after like yes it was so yeah. beautiful i mean it is so beautiful it, it still beautiful. exists uh yeah. it doesn't exist yeah. in my house anymore um no. yeah, yeah i mean it's all about it's all the senses right like you know, yes, of course, drinking is very social, but it's like the smells, the taste, the, the, what it looks like. It's all the of popping it. the champagne. Yes. I love totally. the fact that the non-outs pop like champagne. You pour it out. So I also met with some friends and um, I had a friend in town from Toronto and, and she invited me over and, and one of her friends was pregnant and she said, oh, have you tried proxies? And I said, oh, yeah. I said, I've seen them, but I actually haven't tried them. And I said, do you like it? She said, do you know what? Honestly, alcohol-free stuff was never big, but I'm pregnant and I want my girls to come over and we want to have wine night. It's yeah. the fact that I still get to crack a bottle, pour it in a nice glass, cheers them. Yeah. That's what really matters. It's not what's in the glass. And yes. if what's in the glass tastes good, bonus, right? And it's getting yeah. better. So totally. yeah, it's the... It's the ritual. Yeah. 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 I love it. That's so cool. Yeah. So your whereabouts in Vancouver are you located? Your store. So the the mock it's called Drink Mocktail and Smoothie Bar. We're 857 Hornby, just okay. uh, uh just south of uh Robson Square. Um so oh, nice. really good location. Yeah, across from yeah. the courts next to the art gallery. Um, and then we're in a number of stores in Vancouver, Body Energy Club. We're in a lot of the private clubs, so Terminal City Club, Vancouver Club, Arbutus Club. Um, nice. We're in the Crosstown Liquor Stores. And then in Toronto, we're at the Big Carrot um, on Southwood. And then, again, we're going to start popping up. So the website has a bunch of different locations for our drinks specifically. Yep. And then, again, as I said, at the at the mocktail shop, you will find some alcohol-free beers. We just brought in toast. It's a sparkling oh, yes. wine. Um, yeah, it's not toast. really like a wine, but I li- I like the taste of it. it. Again, pops like champagne, so we have some of that. Yeah. And then Dry January is coming up for anyone that's going to do a Dry Jan challenge. We will have some sober yeah. events, some paint and sip nights with a live DJ. We will have a, a sober check-in where we get to hear from people and have some support. And we'll always be serving mocktails and other alcohol-free drinks for everyone. So 
Yeah. I love that. That's so great. And what a great idea, like for support for dry January. You know, it's not just like, oh, do dry January, be on your own. It's like, no, come no. around, come socialize, come still meet yeah. people. Yeah. It's really important. Well, I, I attended an event in Toronto. Um, mm-hmm. It was so- Sober Girls Holiday Party put on by Keisha, who's uh, on Instagram. She's done with debauchery. I love her Instagram handle. Yeah. And that, and that was the first time I got to do a sober event because I, quit just before COVID. Right. It was an amazing night. So it really reminded me you can have all of the social settings and environment that you want yeah. without the alcohol. And everything is the same. The vibe is was so good. Like it's yeah. just it was it was amazing. Yeah. That's so great. Yeah. A lot events are so fun and definitely yeah. very helpful when you're trying to change your relationship with alcohol for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And we need the support. So, you know, meeting, mm-hmm. meeting someone like you and, and then meeting you in person at some point, hopefully, like it would yes. be, it's really nice when you can come together and lean on everyone else. And that's, that's what I, I that's the ultimate goal is to be a support uh, or a place of support, a, a space of support, whatever you want to call it Yeah. for, for anyone that's, that's, that's curious and that that's going through a change because it is a very big change. It took me 10 years. 10 yeah. years of struggling to really come to terms with, with what I wanted. Yeah, that's, it's a long time, but yeah. necessary. But I'm here. Here you yeah. are. Here you yeah. are. <laughs> I, I also did a talk at the Vancouver Health Show and, and the title was Sober and Spectacular. Girl, yeah. we're all sober and spectacular. <laughs> yes, I love yeah. that. Sober and spectacular. Hell yes. Yeah. Um, Susan, I have one more question for you. To anyone okay. listening right now um, who is maybe thinking about getting sober or who's going through a tough time, what words of advice would you give them? So I've gotten asked this question a number of times. And, and the, the first thing that always pops in my head is, again, be kind to yourself. It mm. is not an easy change. It's not an easy road. And just because you might take three days sober and one day you revert back or three weeks sober and then one day you revert back, it's not the end of the world. And it doesn't mean you're starting over. Like, yeah. don't think of it about giving yourself an alcohol chip every free, free chip every day. That does work for motivation, but you're not going backwards. Right. You're, it's a path that you have to take. And my brother always told me this. He says, you know, when you're looking forward, the path may seem straight. But when you look behind you, it's a weavy, windy road. Mm-hmm. He's like, and and you have to always remember that, that it's not going to be a straight line. It's not a straight shot. Yeah. Rome wasn't built in a day. You know, yes. it takes time. And if you can be kinder to yourself during this journey, then I think it'll go a long way to really boosting your confidence in what you can do. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's a tough road, but also you don't have to like suffer or hate yourself through it, right? You can actually yeah. enjoy yourself. Yeah. yeah. Getting to know yourself, it was, uh, it's pretty cool the person that's <laughs> living in there when you get to know him or her. Like, yeah, they're, when they're you stop awesome. drinking, you're like, oh, wow, that's yeah. me. That's interesting. Yeah. I know. One other thing I will say, when you stop drinking, you you find more time. And so that's mm, been the that's been the biggest yes. thing for a lot of people. So you'll have to fill it with new hobbies, which yeah. is fine because if you've ever wanted to play guitar, I'm no pick up guitar. If you ever like just yeah. fill it with good nourishing hobbies because you do find more time because you're not hungover, right? Yep. You 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 definitely have more time in the day. Definitely. And yeah. I find like learn to relax. 
Yeah, that's a good like one. relaxing and like actually doing nothing may, seems like boring. Seems like complete and utter boredom for most people. Actually, it's called peace. So weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love, I love that. Yes, it's called peace. And yeah. if you're in BC, there's so many places to just be peaceful. Yes. Like we are so lucky. So yeah, definitely, definitely I like that. lucky there. Yeah, yeah. Find, find how to like be okay with doing nothing. I think that is the biggest challenge for me anyways. Yeah. Just for sure. Sit. Just sit. sit and sit and be. Yeah. Yeah. Or I lay yeah. on my living room floor. Oh, I like it. <laughs> yeah. For yeah. some reason it's so grounding and I'm like, you know what? I'm just not going to move right now. Let's just stare at the ceiling. This is what we're doing right Actually, now. Actually, yeah, I did that the other day because I was looking at a Netflix has I don't it's Headspace. It's an app that oh, um, yeah. does meditation, but they have a show on Netflix and I happened to be working out and then I just laid on the floor doing this and that was a really good meditation for me. So there's something about Ooh. you're right, there's something about being close to the ground yeah. that assists you in in that that mental grounding. You're very right, you're onto yeah. something, girl. Totally. Yeah. Get grounded. Love it. <laughs> gonna ground you. Well, yeah. Suzette, thank you so so much for sharing your journey and your wisdom and knowledge with us. I really really appreciate it. No, thank you so much for having me. And and again, for anyone out there, like you can do this. We can all do this. Oh and yes, this is, this is going to be the best times of your life for sure. Yes, yeah. Let's go, twenty twenty three. Let's do this. Woohoo! I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> Suzette is right. 2023, this is your year to make changes to your relationship with alcohol. Let's get this. As always, thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to rate, subscribe, and leave your feedback about the podcast. We love to read your comments. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram and head over to asobergirlsguide.com We got your back at any stage of your booze-free journey. From group coaching to our Sober Girls Social Club membership, we got your back, girl. Head to asobergirlsguide.com and also check out our blog full of tips and tricks to help you change your relationship with alcohol once and for all. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.